0: As salaamu Sayyidi uh, Walaykum as salaam wa uh, Sayyidi can you expand on the reality of what you meant uh, by there have to be a thousand Adams who have come and gone? Also is that reality of all the Prophets?
1: Of that we can speak nothing <laughs> yeah. Just know that we're not the first Adam that been on this earth. So these people are confused when they pull up bones and they say carbon dating and this is a hundred thousand years old, they're not talking about us, they're talking about that many cycles have come upon this earth. And each Adam comes and they go through the process of their lives, they reach the apex of what they believe their intelligence, they do against Allah and Allah brings on them judgment. And this is 12,000 cycles of that reality upon this earth. And Maulana Shaykh was teaching, this is the last of those cycles, inshaAllah, and all under Muhammadun Rasulullah. So that is immense, and the reward for this ishq and muhabbat and love is the representation of Muhammadun Rasulullah. That these Muhammadiyun will be granted to represent Sayyidina Muhammad in Allah's kingdom in Allah's creation, wherever Allah wants to send that soul, the honor of their reality is they represent the Sheikh and the reality of Muhammadun Rasulullah And there's a paradise with all Muhammadiyun. So it means this ishq and muhabbat and love is immense, its reward is immense. It's, it's, it's a journey that will never end, only this abode is something that ends. But the soul is on a continuous journey into wherever Allah wants that soul to be journeying. So these, these realities are immense much of which can't be spoken and understood but you want to achieve the highest. The highest soul to achieve is Muhammadun Rasulullah wasallam, because the highest reward, the reward is to become Muhammadiyun. Allah <laughs> <laughs> fragrance and dress and bless that soul with that love, that ishq and Prophet teaching you will be with whom you love. And the highest and most perfected love is then to be with Prophet And they would be in the same reflection because you look like whom you love, you take on the characteristics of whom you love. So it has immense reality. So there's so much to achieve, that's why then awliya and the students of awliyaullah inspiring people achieve the highest. And they come and speak from things that people don't understand, because they want people to achieve the highest, not the, 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 the medium, the beginner, but the highest realities. Even if they think it's unachievable, that's good, doesn't matter. But at least you heard it, your soul will be asking for it, inshaAllah Allah azawajal, inspire and make that to be a possibility, inshaAllah. <clears throat> As salaamu alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum rahmatullah
0: In regards to the lata'ifs do they open one at a time or in order, in a specific order?
1: No, you focus on the lataifs, read one by one because you don't go all over the place. But its opening is, is not in, in our hands, it's what Allah <laughs> wants to begin to send to the servant. But they read section by section, so they read from the understanding of the qalb, they begin to meditate. So these are are students who are established firmly in their muraqabah. So that they make their connection, they understood the connection, they're strong in their connection and they begin to read the the lataif of the qalb, the lights, the tajallis. And as they're always reading, meditating, instead of talking gibberish in their connection and always asking for your personal things which are of no reference to that connection is that make your connection, ask for the knowledges. They're insulted if you don't ask for knowledge. If you just keep making connection and then talking about this, I want this, this, is this, this, like this, you're wasting. You're wasting that connection, then it becomes less and less important. But the one who makes the connection reads the knowledges and then asks about the knowledges, that I want to be dressed from this yellow light, dress me from this understanding of the qalb, make the connection, pour into my heart this light and that uh, is from the light of Prophet is a yellow light, Sayyidina Jibra'il is, is also at this, that Ya Rabbi dress me from these lights of Sayyidina Jibra'il. It means all the knowledges were like the bullet points that you should be asking for in the muraqabah and in the meditation at that time. And that's why the the connection. Without the connection you're just reading these things. But when you make the muraqabah and you read the book and then you understand and meditate I want to dress my heart from the qalb, then I want to dress my heart. That's why if you want to take courses in, in, in the heart and it's not going to be the same as sitting and connecting, right? So if you take the connection then these are authorized connections, authorized representatives to make a book like that Mm. so that when you connect your heart and you struggle through that connection then you begin to open these lataifs. So the qalb has to be pushed through with the light. Then you can read the section on the sir, and then a red light begins to dress. But that doesn't mean other lights are not dressing you're just not aware of it. And if you look at old time projection TVs. These were the essential lights to project an image. You'd have this screen with four bulbs and it would shoot an image. So, it means there's a openings that are happening on these latayef. They begin to perfect the casting of images within the heart and the soul of the, the seeker. So, these are knowledges that are flowing. You may be asking for qalb and there's a light coming that they begin to emit of the qalb. But at the same time they can be sending a light to the sirr to the khaffa, to the akhfah, all of those at the same time. But as you're reading then you're going into those understandings. So you're down all the way by the khaffah, you're reading and saying that, dress me from the light of this khaffah tajalli, dress me from the reality of Sayyidina Isa There's a whole series of meditations that I read the Sayyidina Isa's at the khaffah I'm asking through this meditation in connection with the shaykh, I want to sit with Sayyidina Isa sallam, That madad Ya Ruhullah that you're under this Muhammadan haqqaiq and this power, dress my heart from that reality and then the Prophets of this house of God will come to teach it. That's why their names are written in the book. The angels from the house of Allah will come to teach what their reality is. That's why Allah gave the understanding of His house, which is a Qalb al-Mu'min, Baytullah. So, anybody who wants to know about the house of Allah then should be studying about the house of Allah So then they meditate, they want to understand about Sayyidina Jibreel, Sayyidina Mikail, Sayyidina Isra'il, Sayyidina Israfil, Sayyidina Malik. So each one they would be meditating and asking to be with Sayyidina Jibreel. And that, dress me from your light, dress me from your blessing, dress me from your understandings. And they go deeper and deeper, it's a never-ending connection. And that's why these connections with these shaykhs is not like anybody can understand. That you're talking about the entire universe is opening and you know Allah divine the Kingdom opening. So the effort that one puts, put to the highest. Don't waste your time on lower things, always go for the highest. That what you put into it, you're going to maximize your return. Somebody tell you, you can make one dollar an hour and you have to put twenty years into it. Or somebody tell you, you can make a hundred million dollars an hour and you put a few years into it. It Means you want to maximize your return on what you're putting in and the effort you have. You don't know how much time you have on this earth, so it means then you… Make your meditation, make your muraqabah, make the understanding, read the, the chapters, read the teachings and ask for that faiz and that opening to come into the heart inshaAllah.
0: <coughs> As Salaamu Sayyidi
1: Walaykum As Salaam wa
0: Sayyidi, I've heard you talk about tattoos coming to life yeah. and jinn coming out of tattoos. Yeah. What can happen if a jinn is protecting someone? And can the sunnah staff and madad help
1: against this? Helping somebody? Like what? Shaitan make people to mark themselves. One to anger Allah two that the creature that wants to encase himself, seals a human being so that they can lock themselves within that human. So these marks are not random marks, they're marking the human like ta'weez. Based on that mark they can stay. So that's why these people are being inspired. What they know what they don't know it doesn't matter for us, they're being inspired to mark themselves and these creatures want to live within that person and the markings that they make is a ta'weez for them that make it harder for somebody to dispel a creature. So they show it in the movies, they show a shape shifter with all sorts of markings, they mark all their rooms, they show these cartel and gangster movies. And the show, the black magic has real black magic.
0: Mm.
1: That the rooms are marked with real symbols when they're showing these TV shows now. Well, because those symbols will entrap those devils in that environment so they can't be pushed out so easy. But it doesn't keep out forces of light. If Allah (laughs) want to enter and Allah give a permission that a light has to enter, nothing can stop it. But the person's marking is that they're defeating themselves and that's why they don't understand, you're, you're, you're harming yourself. And they choose, they say, oh I don't believe you and they continue to harm themselves. But Allah's great, Allah can do whatever He wants. They post many pictures of people completely marked and making Hajj. means shaitan plans and Allah plans better. If Allah wants, He can do anything He wants. But the rule and the exception are different. Exception is Allah can guide whomever He wants. But the rule, when you see satanic markings, something's wrong, you know the devil's getting too close to you and inspiring you to do the wrong thing because we know that they look like lizards. They look like a breed of of shayateen, of jinn that look like lizards. Because this the ink starts to get confusing, the image from a distance they just look reptilian and that's what's trying to be accomplished. But again that doesn't mean there's no hope because many people get guided, they, they mark their entire bodies and then they show them on hajj. So Allah qafur <coughs> Raheem and Allah guide whom He wants. but the rule is try to not do these things, try to abstain from doing these things. And that uh, the body is a sacred trust, you can't oppress the body, it's not your body to do what you want. And this is now in the news, you don't have permission to kill whom you want, you don't have permission to mark what you want, it's not your body. It's a trust. Islam comes and teaches us that this is a trust. Like a rented car, you're supposed to take care of the car and return it to Allah You're not allowed to take the rented car, change the wheels, paint the interior and rip out all the seats because it's just… it's not yours. So that's the, the, the depth of Islam comes to teach that to submit and that this is not yours and Allah's will is supreme. As a result of that then becomes a character in which I have to not oppress myself, I have to not harm myself. And I can't harm anything within myself. I can't harm my organs of myself, more or less any living creature within myself. I don't have the right to do that. I don't have the right to take my own life, more or less the life of someone else. Right? You're not allowed to smoke. Somebody say, I'm allowed to smoke, of course you're not allowed to smoke. Why these ulama didn't make a fatwa saying, it's haram? Of course it's 100% haram and it's so haram that you're killing other people who didn't have a choice that they don't want to die. So when somebody lights a cigarette in a store or a restaurant, he's killing everybody in the room. So what part of that would be halal to harm other people? So Say, so I have the right to have a knife and I have the right to throw knives randomly. <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot of people, so you can't do that. These are just people who don't want to take an understanding and you, you have to… your breath is uh, sanctified. It's a holy breath. Your lungs are a way to Allah's presence and Allah's house is your, your, your heart. How you can do anything to damage that? But they don't want to call it and they don't want to say it but it's still, it's, it's extremely dangerous to do that and, and uh, destruction of oneself is not accepted by Allah But we pray that Allah guides and keeps us all guided and that we don't become people who oppress ourselves inshaAllah. Assalamu alaykum Sayyidi. Wa alaikum salamatullah.
0: Sayyidi, what is the reality of Alastu bi rabbikum? Who are the descendants of those who did not answer yes?
1: Hmm? <laughs> How could anyone not answer yes? Everyone said yes. Am I not your Lord in a world of light? There's no nafs. The world of light is incomplete submission. And we have a talk on that from Mawlana Shaykh's teaching that a movement can do many things wrong and ask for forgiveness, but he cannot lie. And it's Jeep because we said lie, oh that's all they do is lie, but not this lie. This lie that Allah is talking about is that, you promised me with your soul what you would do. You came into the world and you're pretending like you don't know what you promised. That's the lie. And we have the talk on the bayat and, and that a uh, mu'min, and mukhlas, means our life was not to live a lie anymore. That we were told what we would do, we would come on this earth what we would give, what we would do, who would we follow, everything was, was given to us. And Allah asked, are you accepting? We said, definitely, yes. Then the adventure of earth is that we came to the earth and we lied. Not the lying to each other, but the lying in which we denied what we promised Allah. And that's… When Allah loves the servant He guides them and the guidance was what? Real guidance was then, go take your bayat. Some people think the guidance was to Islam but that's one version but the highest guidance is that Allah is guiding the servant back to what they promised, that be in your Islam no doubt but find these shaykhs who you take bayat with because the words for the bayat was that you had to honour your covenant and they know what your ahad is, what your covenant with Allah they are the law office for you to understand. We call them wakils, the shaykhs and awliya, they're attorney for you. They have these covenants in their drawers. So how can you be in Islam but you don't have bayat? That's when we give the talk. Then that's not a real Islam because about a hundred years ago there was no Islam without bayat. Just the Wahhabis changed everything and said, oh this is innovation because shaitan came to cut the rope. So people say, oh I'm in Islam but I have no bayat so you're not in any way to honor your covenant or you're hoping you… And no shaykh because they don't believe in a shaykh, you and the devil will honor your covenant with Allah? No. So the norm of Islam is that you had to have bayat and all the shiyuks they immediately would give the servant bayat that they allegiance to Allah, allegiance to Sayyidina Muhammad and that the hand of the shaykhs would be guiding them to their ahad. That's Surah Al Tawbah. That complete complete your covenant to Allah what you promised Allah And that's what our life is about, what did I promise Allah And that's why when you give a gift, it's not a gift, it's you're returning your trust. So the words with the shaykhs is an eloquence that, I give my allegiance to you. Not I take my allegiance from you because you're not gonna take anything from the shaykh. You're going to give your entire life back to him. Means when you train yourself with the words you understand what you have committed to. So I'm not giving you a gift, I'm giving you back my trust because I was entrusted with this. I told Allah that I would give it when I met that individual. Everything was already documented. They say it's even in our DNA written. That they go to the scientists and they prove the existence of God by DNA, it's a kitab. So, have you ever seen a book that authors itself? And they say, no. So, there must be an author of this DNA that wrote everything in it and sent us upon this earth. So it means the the trust and the honour and everything we were supposed to do and would do and would accomplish, what I would do with my life and the purpose of my life. How would I serve the Muhammadan Kingdom because there is nothing higher than that. The purpose of whom Allah guides is back to the reality of the Muhammadan Kingdom and that with my life, with my death, with my wealth, with my everything that Allah gave to me, I would put it at that feet to serve the king. So that my life was a life of khidmat and service, so this is the highest of trusts. That's why when they come the first thing you start to do is, what is your ability? What are your understandings? What are are the God-given gifts that has been given to you? Put those now in the way of Prophet this is ahad. Then Allah describes them in Surah Tawbah that they have completed their trust. Means that they they fulfill everything Allah wanted from them, what they promised, they're no longer liars. They're struggling to complete their covenant with Allah As a result, most definitely they're in Islam because they are in the ocean of taslim. How could you be tasliming and submitting, what are you submitting to? When you don't have a shaykh? To so Allah's will? With how? With what? With what understanding? What did you promise Allah? That you would come and you would get a degree and you would make all this money and you would buy all these things and that what? What part of heavenly kingdom was a part of your covenant? It's never done. That's why when Allah wants to guide, the hadan Allah, there is no guidance except one whom Allah guides. And real guidance is to the turuqs, istiqamun fi tariqat Keep firm on your path, tariqah is in Qur'an. Why? Because they're going to complete their ahad and covenant. That's real Islam, that I took the hand and my hand, Allah's hand upon that hand and my life is to complete my covenant. So that they understood their life, their death, their worship, everything was in the way of the reality and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad So this is the most important. That's why a believer can't lie. They can't say, no I didn't promise that, no, no you did promise that. And everything that you're doing is the returning of your trust. Whatever was given, was given as a trust to become a custodian. So they become custodians what we talked about of Sayyidina Yusuf as-Salam, That when trusted and tested he became what? Malik al-Aziz says, here's the key, I trust you now for the entire purse of misr which was the empire of the entire earth at that time. Means you are, you're showing servanthood, it's not yours, you're merely the key holder entrusted to govern it. And then higher is Allah said, the sun and the moon and 11 planets are subject to your authority. To your soul is now authorized over its movement, its inhabitants, its rizq and sustenance. Everything has to move through the soul of that authority. Every amr, malaikati malayikati ruh. I mean everything by idnillah, with the the izzat of Allah this is happening. This command is coming and all its sustenance, all the living death, every command that's coming like a Wi-Fi is under the authority of Sayyidina Yusuf that goes to the sun. The sun takes the command sends it out to the planets, the moon, then to the earth and the 11 planets. Even you take one of the planets off he's still in charge of those 11 planets. And we know for a fact scientifically the sun does that. The photon of the sun reaches the 11th planet and that photon sustains everything it touches. It gives an amr to everything it touches. It gives the command from central command of what you're supposed to do because it's continuously flowing when they finally understand wireless electricity then you'll understand that you're like a phone when wireless electricity comes it's being sustained by something you can't see only then will understand Allah sustaining us these photons are are coming as a wireless electricity and as it's coming in it's also giving commands and knowledges and information and that's why surah al-qadr was a description of that reality every command is coming to the Ruh and then from the Ruh to the malaika. the Ruh are the purified Muhammadan lights. That they have to take the Muhammadan command and that Wi-Fi goes out to all of creation. It's coming through the souls. Where would Allah sends this command? Uh, everything with Allah is tawheed, everything is La ilaha illallah. Muhammadun Rasulullah wasallam, perfect like a wire. Why, why on this issue Allah would just throw out the command to everyone? Just, just universal throw it out or comes like a wire from Allah through the soul of Prophet wasallam, the Malaika wa Ruh and then all the isharat out to the angels. And they move the photon with all of its knowledges and realities and powers, everything. Everything is sustained by that wireless power. So alhamdulillah it's uh, immense, these powers immense. And of its knowledge they have but little. And that Allah describes Prophet in Ayatul Kursi. From his knowledge they have very little of its understanding. This is not from Allah's knowledge. Is not even understanding, but this is a description of Prophet 's knowledge. <mans> Means of his knowledge they have but little understanding, only to the extent of what Prophet wants them to know. And that sleep and slumber doesn't take the soul of Prophet it's not sleeping, it's not tired, and it's never tired of seeing because. The soul is ha'yu al Qayyum, it's ever vigilant over everything. So these are immense realities that none of which describe Allah Allah is far beyond anything that can be comprehended. So alhamdulillah these are, these are immense oceans and immense realities inshaAllah.
0: Assalamu salaamu alaykum uh, Sayyidi.
1: Alaikum salaam wa rahmatullah.
0: When when asking to be dressed from knowledge during meditation, Mm. may we ask to be dressed from any reality we have heard the shaykh speak or only
1: Lataif al Qalb? No, any knowledge. Lataif al Qalb was just the example of reading the book, asking from what you read to be expanded. If you hear a talk and you meditate, then you're asking for the expansion of that knowledge. So, any knowledge that people are are taking in, you want to fully absorb it through your muraqabah. So that to bring it in deep into the soul. Knowledge is that you are particular to, so ilm al is very complicated. So you'll look at the, the table, you'll look at a letter, you'll be meditating on alif, you'll connect your heart, look at the table, okay what is alif? Alif is Izzatullah, alif is one. Then you meditate on the alif and then you begin to ask for its knowledges and its realities and just meditating on subjects. And that's the whole concept of tafakkur is to slow down and contemplate. So the knowledges that people have an interest in, if they're into sound, vibration, all of these realities, then that which they're interested in they contemplate and try to go deep into that understanding with the connection of their heart, not, not without it because through the connection is where their heart is now being… going to be conveyed understandings and knowledges. So the conveyance is through the heart, not only through just hearing on a talk or on a video. You connect your heart, make your meditation and then you can even watch the video but making your tafakkur in, in your connection and then watching the video with that connection to get a deeper understanding and conveyance inshaAllah. <coughs> uh, As-salaamu alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum as-salam wa uh,
0: Sayyidi can you please explain how Oliya Allah manage their time from life of awliya Allah it will help us to manage our time and plan our day without heedlessness.
1: Yeah difficult. Because everyone has a different system for managing time. But anyone training with awliyaullah that Mawlana would describe, it's eight hours of worship, eight hours of sleep and eight hours of work. So if we look through the schedule of life, say, how many hours do we sort of throughout the day give to ibadah and to worshipness? and We have to commit to sleep and rest for the body and then for work and rizq. So everything is about a balanced life. But again those whom want to achieve more and have a zeal, then they try to shave around these different times that maybe they can do a little bit less sleeping. And then they can spend their time in their tahajjud reading and meditating, contemplating. Late night is going to be the most powerful meditation time because the internet is off, people are off, off the line. Life is like the internet, in the daytime people are busy, they're using the energy circuits. When people are sleeping then the servant has a much more powerful connection. To connect and meditate, contemplate, there's no more noise. You read a little bit, meditate, read a little bit, meditate, write, r- write these knowledges so that you can expand its understanding. The one whom is writing it is also absorbing it. So at night you may listen to a talk and you're writing the notes of it but when you move your hand it's also being written into your kitab. So then these things, they begin to build that energy and and build that connection. And then they try to struggle against themselves. Again everyone has a a different self that they have to realize. The one whom is combating anger then will use water, fasting, lots of wudu, lots of fasting so that to contain that energy and to contain that aggression. So depending upon what the characteristics of individuals are then their remedies are, are, are different. Most are now lethargic in which they don't want to move and they just want to smoke and do drugs. So that that is a dangerous characteristic. Those require that they go out be very active and as a result of their activity then alhamdulillah they conquer that, that sickness and, and a bad character. So everything has a, has a remedy, every sickness Allah has a remedy and to live a life of service means that we do khitmat and that khitmat that service is what gives us the nazar of Prophet If we do no service then no nazar. When no nazar all sorts of problems are coming, right, why the shaykh is showing up three times a week? He doesn't have to, he can retire but there's no retirement in the way of Prophet so they, they need the nazar, they want the nazar, they want the, the attention of Prophet why? Because of the ishq and the love that flowing through that. So that's why when you have a shaykh you live by example. So although he's continuously doing these things, he's doing all these things so that he can be under Prophet nazar because of rida and satisfaction, dress and bless. Without that he's better off dead. Why would he want to be in this world if Prophet is not looking at him? So, this is a life in which to live. If you're not doing any khidmat, not doing anything to the service of the Muhammadan kingdom then you're not getting nazar or Prophet just because you're just, you know, because of what? So, we live a life to be of service. If you can serve then serve, if you can't then support those who serve. That is a big jihad, those whom support that's a tremendous battle for them to battle their checkbook and their families then that again you have the nazar. If you have the time go give food, go help those in need, go become somebody whom supports and helps the shaykh. Take a thousand videos and start helping and posting and helping with the comments, helping with the… all the things that people are doing makes the whole system to work the system was just nobody doing anything, then there would be no nazar from Prophet And without the nazar, we gave the talk. Without that blessed face looking at you, these tajallis are not flowing. When the tajali is not flowing, you feel a great disconnect. Then you're spiraling out of… into difficulty. So our life is about, how am I going to get the attention of Prophet that's why some of these comments of other people and I don't know what they have to do with tariqahs but they make bizarre co- comments, don't do this, don't do this big, don't support big, don't… How does anyone get the support of Prophet some? Just by doing nothing in, in tariqah and, and serving no one? No, so this tariqah is all based on that reality. You want the shaykh's attention then do something uh, wonderful be supportive. Support in every possible way. There's websites, there's a, there's a shopping site, there's a charity site, there's an article site. We see now, mashaAllah, most of our very close people are posting all these articles, posting all these videos, posting all these things, blanketing social media until people are sick of it. It was great. This <laughs> is the armies of uh, Muhammadan Ashaqeen. That continuously posting love of Prophet love of Prophet until the person either has to turn it off or fall in love with Prophet <laughs> So what can be better than that? Then you have a life that you, you, you did something with your life, you did something with the, what Allah has given and we survive off of that. We, that's the energy source for our existence and especially coming into very difficult times you don't want to be cut from that holy face. So, everything that we're all doing is to be under the, the umbrella of the beautific face of Sayyidina Muhammad inshaAllah. <coughs> as salaamu
0: alaykum Sayyidi
1: Walaykum as salaam rahmatullah
0: From applying today's sohbah to my own life, it seems like the shaykh has come into my life as an immense blessing but I'm finding it very hard to change. What should we do? Please forgive me.'
1: To know is the first step, right? So when we don't know we're sick, then we're just walking death. When somebody has an immense sickness and they don't know it, it's immensely bad, like immensely ignorant that, I'm great and I'm just walking the earth, I'm great. So the first step is this opening in which that, no I'm actually not great and I have a lot of things that I'm doing wrong. That's actually a healthy sign. Now to take the step is very easy. There's so many… I just gave the example, there's so many ways to be a khitmat. Invest yourself in it, there's nothing free, there's nothing free. Anything that came to you free, I'm sure you have no value in it at all. We took, and we gave examples before, we took free courses in college, it was absolutely no value. But the courses that you paid for, the tuitions that you gave, the subscriptions that you went for for courses and classes and and what are those, continuing education, oh, you're the first one to attend. You're vested in it. They say you have skin in the game. These terms that these people use, very important. Because once you're in it and you're locked into it, where are you going to go? I put so much time and effort into this, I'm not going to somebody else, I'm not going to do something else. So one, it locks you because the shaykhs want to tie your foot into it that you're not going to run every five minutes, who are you going to re-establish that with? You have to lock your foot with his foot and tie it because the devil's coming, he's going to convince you, no you don't need to do all these things. We said for dunya you want to raise every five minutes? to gratify yourself and think you accomplished something. But for Allah, you want to decrease your support every five minutes. For heavens… for dunya you want to go up, for Allah you want to go down, I achieved it, I don't have to do anymore. No, no, you're completely wrong, shaitan is playing with you. Actually reverse it, say, I don't need any more raises from dunya, I just want to give everything in Allah's way, so it means this is the real struggle. Once I begin to struggle, once I begin to time myself, once I begin to put all these clicks and supports and, and, and spread everything and give food and do all these things, I have a khidmat, I'm locked with them. As a result of that then no doubt I begin to meditate. And as simple as just after my salah assalamualaikum, assalamualaikum, and asking and visualizing that the shaykh is in front of me said, that I'm doing all these things, send your fires and your light into my heart, Ya Rabbi grant me these lights from your your love and ish, grant me the light and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad And they take little baby steps, little baby steps, but they're consistent. And that's why Prophet described, this is Jihad al-Akbar. This was not the easy, easy part, was teaching the companions, this is the great fight. To fight oneself and to get up. Get off the couch and do something with the life that Allah has given to you inshaAllah.
0: As salaamu alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam wa Sayyidi, I'm angry because someone tricked me online and stole my money. How do I nullify this anger? Please forgive me for my ignorance <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alhamdulillah. It's in Allah's way, what does it matter? What can you do? Everything is written, I said before, if Allah wanted $500 from you that day, and it came because our life, we're 30 years we're doing this, you're sitting down, comes to your heart, give $500, sounds so noble, and then you start battling yourself, what? I'm not doing that, give it, no I'm not gonna do that. Okay, you became clever, you didn't do it. You got in the car, you went down the street and whoosh, the police pull you over, you're paying five hundred bucks. If Allah wants it, Allah gets it. Or you go home and the, the oven breaks, the repairman to repair that now is going to be that five hundred bucks, so the one who is able to listen to their inspiration and hears Allah's calling towards goodness, that do this and you negate it then you're living a life of continuously the difficult way. That Allah's going to make everything to be a problem (coughs) until He gets what He wants. Because this is about me submitting to Allah, Allah not submitting to me. So this this was our entire life we would see that, so means that when we understood that It was easier to follow inspirations, I didn't need to be proved anymore, that I would listen to inspiration and try to quickly act on that inspiration and as a result, alhamdulillah. So these are one of those situations that Allah wanted to take away a difficulty, think always positive. And somebody came and stole that from you, either way it's written. What can you do about it? To be angered, why? It is taken. Then you just pray, Ya Rabbi Alhamdulillah this is your creation and I'm your creation. It came and stole that money, inshaAllah make it to be khair and take difficulties away from me. Then Allah says, okay, afari, good job, I will, I'll, I'll listen to your prayer and make it to be something good for you. So maybe difficulties were taken away. So always try to put a positive thought on something, otherwise you just become angered and then that's shaitan. Because if you make the servant to be angry then they lose all their connection and their heart becomes darkened for what? So inshaAllah Allah (laughs) make everything to be in a positive light especially if you're in the tariqahs. In the tariqah nothing comes without their nazar. So everything is under that dominion, everything is under that observation now. So as soon as people are listening to this tariqah, even for five minutes, Shaykh Dagestani Sultanul Awliya will dress them, well that comes with the consequences. As a result of that gift then you have to know that you're continuously under their observation. Everything in your life is under their nazar. Nobody came into that room and left the room without them knowing. So. That's the life in which we begin to taslim and begin to understand that Allah is watching everything and that becomes real tawheed and the opening of real faith inshaAllah. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salaamun al mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Bi hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha.